This week, we subvert the entire superhero genre. And I try to resist the urge to go, I'm Garrett, and we watch anime. Garrett, this week we are going to be doing, uh, as well as future weeks, we're going to be trying to touch upon very popular anime that's kind of touching on the cultural zeitgeist. I've been giving you a lot of, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff that you might want to watch, but I'm going to kind of touch a little bit more on more popular titles, okay. ones that have touched the cultural zeitgeist. And there was no more popular anime in the 2014-2015 region than the one that we watched today, which was a surprise for me because I remember reading it and thinking, this is too weird, too quirky for a Western audience, but boy was I wrong. This week <laughs> we are going to be talking about the great anime One Punch Man. So uh, Garrett, uh, what is, uh, give us a one to two sentence explainer of what we're about to watch today. Uh, sometimes you can judge a book by its cover or its title, because one punch kills everybody. That's correct. It is, it is basically like, we're telling you the whole show in the title, and uh, there you go. That's enough for you guys. Uh, so, <laughs> Well, that was our episode this week, so thanks for listening to We yeah. Noob Watch Anime. <laughs> we really one-punched that opener. So uh, basically, this anime uh, is really quite quirky for many reasons. The first is its origin story, much like a good superhero comic, is that... It actually started as a like uh, non-published, like independent artists' uh, webtoon. So, right now in the United States, we're kind of getting a flush with these what are known as webtoons from like countries like China and Korea. They're trying to open up the world to other Asian markets for for kind of anime. But this was a Japanese artist that gave us this 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 title back in uh, 2009, and the guy's name is One which I love because I love anime artists who use mm -hmm. really weird names. Like Air Gear has their, uh, his artist is called Oh Great. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually got a full credit in 2012 and it actually was officially published in 2012. And then it didn't become a full anime until 2015. Mm -hmm. So um, this show, One Punch Man, I really like, but I want to hear your thoughts, Garrett. What was your experience so far with this show? So before, what are we on? Week 12, week 13? Yeah, I forget I think we're on week 12. Yeah, we so about, we're about... Three months in. If I do Six my months ago, you were saying to me, before you even brought up the idea of the podcast, you were saying, yeah. you know, uh, Garrett, there's uh, there's a anime that I really think you'd like. And uh, I think you should turn on uh, Netflix and check it out. It's One Punch Man. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's cool. That's cool. But <laughs> I never, like, you know, took the time. I was a fool. <laughs> I, was, I was a damn fool. Um, the show is absolutely terrific. I mean, it is like... You and I have not gotten into on this podcast sort of the powering up anime yeah, of like Naruto is. and, and yeah. other things. Yeah. Um, but there's plenty of that here. There's also plenty of wit. There's there's humor. There, there's um, excellent thought put behind things and creativity. Uh, the characters are not in high school, which is Yay! like... We're school finally in our mid-30s we finally left high school garrett isn't that exciting that is like <laughs> tick number one off the list uh but yeah it, it was it was endlessly entertaining and i, I wish i'd watched it six months ago and now i'm six episodes in and i am absolutely 
uh, going to blow through another half dozen in the next week just to just to go along for the ride. How long is this show? Uh, I think it's right now in season two. It's it's a little slower moving than a lot of other shonen animes. Um, is it I think a Netflix show? It is, an, it is a Netflix show, but much like anything else, Netflix just bought a property from Funimation, and Funimation okay. is the main producer, does it? So if it gets on Funimation, you know it's generally the it's generally considered a top property. And you could tell right. by how its art was done, how mm-hmm. it was treated with the music, the kind of artists that it got out of it. So yep. this, this, this show is very interesting for a lot of reasons. And its origin story is really interesting. The other thing that I think is the central thesis of the show, which I think is really awesome and which I think you picked up on, is that it's good because it completely subverts several genres at once while being simultaneously a good example of that genre. So wow. for example... It both pokes fun at and is a a good example. Right. So, for example, the superhero genre, right? Like, yeah. what are some big quirks of the superhero genre is, like, much like Superman, the guy's ultra-powerful, but also just this lid. It's very one-dimensional. Yeah. And they subvert that by making the main character kind of a dunce, but also just really powerful. And yeah. making the idea of being super-powerful really boring. Right. And, but it's still a good superhero a manga. Right. Such the case, it's also a really good Sentai show. Like, because if you watch things like Power Rangers, we see it very how an American audience up. And in Japan, those like villains where they come from, like I came from, I'm a pig that rolled in the in the radioactive mud, and now I'm radioactive pig man. Like yeah. that's the kind of style. And so they made fun of that in this show with all the different characters. And most of the time, it's like I ate too much crabs, and I'm a crab monster <laughs> in my boxer briefs, right. whatever the hell he was wearing. And that's and that subverts, but it's also a really good Sentai show. Finally. Shonen anime, the idea of constantly powering up, like you were saying, we're going to be doing a lot of shonen over this time, but the One Pieces, the Naruto's, the Bleaches, it does have a problem with how high you can get with how powerful someone gets. And at some point, the person becomes planet destroying just by being, and then right. like, it's, it's less fun to watch. So it, but it's still a really good shonen anime. So, so for the yeah. folks at home, uh, One Punch Man uh, circles around this character named Saitama. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we're first introduced to him, he just seems like he's a dude in his late teens, early 20s, walking down the street. And, uh, or at least when we're first introduced to his backstory, this is yes. what we see. Yeah. Uh, you know, handsome looking dude, whatever. And he comes across a monster in the street that happens to look like a giant crab. With, it, with tidy whities on. So he's got like the opposite of a mermaid. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> he's an like, inverted crab inverted. mermaid. <laughs> Like, instead of having, like, the bottom of a, of a fish and the top of, like, a hot, hot woman, it's, like, a crab man with the right. bottom of a, really, a dude with nice who didn't miss leg day. Like, that's what it is. Right. So, so this crab man um, is a monster. He's walking down the street, and he's looking for a kid. And he goes, have you seen a kid with a big chin? Which, by the way... When he actually finds the kid, the kid has two massive testicles for a chin, and it's freaking hilarious. It's hysterical. And the guy goes, like, even Saitama's like, this kid is not cute at all. Like, he's, like, considering, <laughs> so, he's, like, considering actually saving the kid because he's, like, this right. kid's just not cute. So, so the monster sees Saitama, and he's like, man, you're such a loser. And Saitama's like, oh, I just left a job interview, yeah. and and I didn't get the job, and Life is crap right now, and this monster's like, you are too pitiful for me to kill, so yeah. carry on with your life, because that will be worse than me attacking you, yeah. and go. So eventually, uh, the crab guy, uh, I'm sorry, Saitama, uh, walks by a playground, and he sees a kid that is unmistakably the kid with a big yeah. chin. 
as, as we mentioned. And he's like, oh, I should really mind my own business, but you know what? He's just an innocent kid, even though he's ugly as sin. And yeah. he's like, kid, you got to get out of here. And the kid's like, but my ball. He's like, no, no, no. Like, I get it. You, you, you got to go. He's like, but my ball. Kid is clearly a moron. Yeah. And then the monster shows up and steps on the ball. And he basically is like, Saitama, I'm going to kill this kid unless you get out of the way. Why did he want to kill the kid? This is a really important point. Do you remember why? Didn't he make fun of him? Well, he did something very more more than uh, make fun of the guy. What did he, he do? Threw nipples onto the crab oh, with, right. with permanent marker. nipples on his crab shell. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, when you think about what this show set up just from that one scene of like, the villains are going to be ridiculous. Their motives are stupid. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why they should exist, but they're just cantankerous all the same. And I just love that. And this character, character Crablante, and they kind of repeat that kind of character over and over again. Right. And it's always funny, the new person that comes out of it. But yeah, continue, continue what happens with Crablante. So Saitama ultimately is like, you know what, I'm going to take, I'm going to defend this kid. And he ends up in a battle with this monster. And at first he appears to be incredibly outmatched, but Saitama's pretty strong and he and he's pretty quick. And at at the very end, he ends up leaping over the crab and grabbing his eyeball. His crab extended eyeball. And he pulls it out, but it doesn't just pull out his eyeball, it basically pulls out all of the all, innards that are attached like, to the It's eyeball. just like this eyeball's connected to every, you know, like the head bone's connected to the shoulders. It's like the eyeball's connected to the... Intestine. <laughs> it's like he pulls it out. <laughs> ah, like this giant magician's trick where they pull in the, the sheet out of his mouth, but like <laughs> out of the eye socket. It's it's insane. So he beats Crablante. <laughs> Crablante's no more. And uh, at that moment, he decides that he is going to dedicate himself yeah. to being a superhero. Yeah. So we fast forward three years and we see that this is clearly in some sort of Japan, but instead of giving all the cities names, all the cities have letters. Yeah. City A, B, C, Z, so on and so yeah. forth. And apparently the whole country of Japan yes. is being run amok with monsters. Yeah, just all the time. This is why it's like Power Rangers. Like if you watch Power Rangers, you're like, wow, that was really cool. But I guarantee you, just in that 20-second fight, 20,000 people died easily. <laughs> right, right. And like $15 billion worth of damage. Yeah, like so many people died doing that. So they it's a very realistic giant like, monsters walking through town that are just taking out city yeah. blocks. And yeah, like, it's like you can tell that like that part's not really thought of in the Sentai genre or like the Godzilla-style kaiju yeah. genre. And But they make it like what it would really be like to have these kind of random mutants walking through your town. So I thought that was really funny as well. But, yeah. But uh, Saitama is interesting because he he loses his hair, he said, because of his training. So now he's full, fully bald. Well, and that's how hard he trained Kyle, is that his hair so just fell right out. <laughs> he loved his hair by training his ass off. So that means if all you guys want to stay frumpy, at least you'll have a nice full head of hair. So in this show, what I thought was cool is that you see automatically that Saitama is 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 so powerful now at this point that he becomes bored with the idea of being a superhero. Like he yeah. doesn't get the thrill. Like they, he, he had a dream in which he fought all these mole men in like the mm-hmm. middle of, of the city and just like the thrill of being able to find someone who's a match for him. But then yeah. like everyone, he, everyone he fights, he, he beats with that. Like, what the? Right. And that, so like, he wakes up from that dream and he hops down and there's actual mole men <laughs> and they see him punch the first mole man and they disappear and throw up a white flag. And they're like, <laughs> Sorry. 
and even in the moments where it's like real action, which by the way, I'm going to do a, a quick tangent. So what's cool about this show is that Saitama is always drawn differently based on the mood of the show. So yes, when he's... So, so real quick, that's interesting. I noticed yeah. because when he was Saitama with hair, yeah. three superhero days, he looked like any other animation. Right. But in what I thought was an effort... So we say his, his attitude is bored. He's bored with the whole yeah. thing because he's become so strong yeah. that no one is of competition. Right. Uh, I think that they animated him in a way that simplifies his attitude that he went from having like these incredibly detailed eyes to like circles with a pin dot in right it, you know and he and his shirt his costume always looks not form-fitting like it's falling off of he him. looks like blank man he does he looks like blank man with the belt buckles like i can't play with you now that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite part is that when, he, when they do get to the really cool action scenes with Saitama, he does fill out and he gets all buff and, and like yeah. looks like an actual Shonen character. So I think just that alone really makes um, the character Saitama really cool. But what I love about Saitama is, is like the artist really thought up, if Superman is so powerful and he literally could beat anybody with no problems, right? Mm -hmm. He's no longer, the thrill of being a crime fighter no longer appeases him. What are the worries of a superhero of such caliber? Right. He's going to worry about the deals he's he's able to because I can't imagine a superhero makes lots of money. So he's like worrying about how much eggs are at the supermarket. Yeah. He's always wondering, making sure he has exact change or mosquitoes. Oh, he makes a huge. There's an entire episode where his prime motivation is he's got to get back because Saturday is the sale day at the supermarket. Because yeah. he's oh he's baf he's broke as like yeah. you know. And I love his another great uh, another great. Um, theme around this thing is how bored he is with monologues like mm. if you see Saitama every creature he meets is like I'm the this one character was like I loved cars so and you can hear him like like yeah. listing off what the guy's saying he's like I love cars so much now I'm Mark II and no one will ever beat me ha 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 alright boom and like punches the guy's face cause he's so, just sick of listening to their monologues so when we're first exposed to this um, we're introduced to at least so Kyle and I both watched six episodes six so episodes. if any of the characters or the relationships change, we're simply talking about the first six. Right, He's exactly. introduced to someone who sort of becomes his sidekick. Uh, there's a cyborg uh, named Genos. Mm -hmm. And when we're first introduced to him and Saitama sits across the table and Genos starts telling him his backstory, mm -hmm. you can see Saitama getting like, physically agitated at how long this guy's monologue is going yeah, on he's, and like and he just keeps circling back and yeah, he's like he always like through he goes what's wrong with you 20 seconds or less 20 seconds <laughs> or less and then i saw my and then like you, you tell his like his speech gets faster too he's like yeah. and then like and then i found the cyborg the cyborg was really thing but then you found me you found me the hero the hero that saved me the hero that saved me forever they encouraged me to be ever so now you saitama the person i want to ever give yeah. and he's just like you can see him getting like more and more like annoyed by it yeah. and it was just it was really funny because i just love that part of it so, so. i want to flex my uh newfound anime vocabulary sure saitama is the definition in the dictionary next to op character is saitama just mm -hmm. now as kyle and i have discussed in previous episodes an op character is one that you never expect to lose right maybe they will but 99.99999% of the time they're not and you don't expect them to right 
does that, there's no way that that OP character comes from one punch, does it? I think, well, no, OP stance means overpowered. So oh, okay. It's, okay. it's also, it, it was taken from, um, from gaming, specifically like gaming genre. So okay. if you say like, you know, like it's, it's like gamer bro language for like, uh, you know, that character on, on Overwatch, they're so OP, like their stats are too high, chugging uh, on Mountain Dew and eating Doritos, like that kind of stuff. Hey, 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 hey. That translated hey. Easy, easy on the criticism <laughs> of Mountain Dew and Doritos. A big portion of my life was dedicated to Gary, if you were a villain, if you ended up becoming a super villain, I can imagine you'd be like Dorito Man or like, or Zebra Cake Man. It'd be like, <laughs> I, I ate so many zebra cakes, I became a zebra cake. And my like, eyes are yellow like Mountain Dew and I have cheesy fingers. At it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you usually call it like gamer fuel, you know, <laughs> gamer fuel guy. And just see what happens out of your superpowers to get people super amped about Halo. <laughs> So you uh, alluded to the second episode, which we'll, we'll go into a little bit too. Um, right. We are introduced to Genos, which is kind of another foil of the show. He is the straight man to uh, Saitama's, you know, funny character. And I mean, he's in, a cyborg, so Judy, right? Really funny. What was that? He's a cyborg. He's a so cyborg. Like, yes. Sense of humor was not put into his. No, it was not programmed into. Chip. And what's crazy about him is that. He 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 idolizes Saitama specifically because they fought this mosquito girl, who you know was giving Genos a hard time. Genos is constantly getting his ass kicked. He's constantly getting broken. Like every episode, every time he fights, he like. But he's super strong. But he is super strong, and he really wants to be better. It's just, uh, it's just that Saitama is just instantly better. Like he, the mosquito girl, he walks up and he's like, he like torches the whole neighborhood, including Saitama, so his clothes are gone. But he's like. And he's just like, oh, mosquitoes are gross. And like knocks the woman <laughs> simply into the building. That's, it's that kind of humor that I think is, is really great. Like just to yeah. flux back in episode one, like the guy was the, there was a, a big man who was like, who was like wanted to be a super strong muscle man and a brother who was a really strong, uh, smart scientist. So they were like the brain and brawn. And he was on the guy's shoulder, like together, brother, we'll do it. And then Saitama goes on the other shoulder. And then the guy goes, kill the man on your shoulder. And he accidentally kills the brother on his shoulder. And it's like, oh. Uh, uh, like like that kind of humor runs throughout this show yeah i love it it's it's yeah. really good so um so what do you think about uh i think what's really cool about the show as well um on top of the humor they kind of like what lather rinse repeat the show um is that saitama is really powerful but no one actually knows that he's powerful like right. he thinks instantly he's like i've killed all these monsters how come no one knows who i am it's because he doesn't know anything about the, like this hero association doesn't know anything about that right. so let's pull on that thread a little bit because i so, think it's hysterical that he's like his motives are very weak at best <laughs> like he, he, he says i'm a superhero well, for fun he, exactly i'm a superhero for fun but also like we say three years ago now, three years he's been training to become this strong. And when Genos tells him that there's a hero association that actually like gives out payments to its members to like help society, he's like, there's a what now? Like, like <laughs> and he's like, and when there's like a fan, they say he's a fan club. That's when he's actually like instantly in now. Right. Oh, and Genos is like, well, who would win a fan club? He's like, I want a fan club. <laughs> and so he's, he's got a, he's got that insecurity. He wants to be, recognized because it's just not fun for him the way it is he wants to turn it around yeah you know so the motives throughout this show are really funny because it's like the world happens and then saitama happens and they never meet 
ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the world happens, Saitama just happens to float into it. This OP, yeah. like, net crazy character. Um, right. And I think that's just a really cool thread that they, they pull throughout it. It makes it really funny. It makes all the, like, it makes all these people, like, get really buff and, like, mean and stuff like that. And he just goes, normal punch, and, like, blows up the guy. <laughs> it's It just leads to some really freaking funny moments. So... It, it gets pretty lather and repeat. We're we're kind of introduced to several villains. We're introduced to several characters, but I really well, want. To I love when you when you talk about how this humor is woven in. Yeah. Of the first ep- six episodes, no moment got me more tickled than in episode three, the obsessive scientist. Yeah. So, at the end of episode two, Saitama and and Genos beat this armored gorilla. Uh, and they basically beat him to tell him, hey, there's a secret society called the House of Evolution, House of Evolution and they're yeah. trying to create bad guys and monsters. And they're like, yeah, cool. I, let's check it out. Like, said, so Tom's yeah. like, hey, this is something to do. So they go find this tower in the woods and they find this doctor who worked for 70 years to, to manipulate genetics. Yeah. And at first, when he first succeeded, after 70 years, he aged himself back. And then he cloned himself so several times. So it doesn't right, really but matter. then he started really messing with the DNA to try and improve upon human DNA. Right, and they find themselves in the basement of this fortress, fighting this episode, fighting this. Sorry, fighting this character called Carnage Kabuto. Yeah, and Carnage Kabuto, he's got these heightened senses, and he can mm. tell. Like, he gets behind yeah. uh, Saitama. He's about to attack him, but he almost has a sixth sense, and he jumps away. He's, yeah, he's like, at, how did you get so strong? He already knows the, that Saitama. Right. If he ever got close, death right. is approaching. So, so Carnage Kabuto is like, how are you so strong? Genos is like, sensei, because again... He wants to be his He wants to learn from Saitama. He wants to learn how to get as strong. He's like, how are you so strong? And then the doctor comes limping into the room. Like, and now I can like, hear this. I can hear the, the secrets of evolution, this thing I've been working yeah. my life towards. This man and, is the perfect epitome of what I've worked my entire life yeah. for. And he's like, he's like, I, I shouldn't really tell him. Uh, I shouldn't tell him because then everyone will know. He's like, but G- Genos really wants to know and, and what harm could it do? And he's like, okay, Genos, do you want to know? what I had to do to become this strong. And him like, and G- like yes, master, give me the sweet secret like, man of life. <laughs> every day, I did 100 push-ups. Every day, I did 100 sit-ups. Every day, I did 100 squats. And every day, I ran 10 kilometers running. And even when you're tired and you think you can't do it, you have to do those things. And, Gino- and make sure you always eat three meals. Make sure a banana's okay in the beginning, but you always have three. And like, <laughs> and like Genos yep. loses it. And he's like, that's just a basic fitness routine and not even a hard one. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, that, that, that's all I did and I lost my hair. I wish I, I wish I could tell you there was more I did, but that's all I did, I promise. <laughs> this show is so funny. I just love it. Cause like, that's such a, that's such a universally funny idea. And it pissed off Kabuto, and Kabuto starts running full speed at him. And then once again, we get the whoppage, and he knocks him the heck out. Yeah. And then it was, it's so crazy because I just, I love that it's willing to tell this story in such a way. Mm-hmm. It's always funny. I, I, I always get a kick out of it. There's other really good funny moments that I want to talk about yeah. on episode four to six. But first, let's take a pause. Okay. 
to appreciate hype. And the hype that I'm talking about is that feeling you get when you're about to watch a shonen anime. Shonen anime that's so good that you're just like, man, I can't wait to see the battles and the attacks and the charging up. Everything that comes with a shonen anime. How do you get to that hype level? Well, you make the most badass theme song that's ever existed. And One Punch Man is so mighty, it can't require just one person to sing it. They, they collected every single shonen anime musician what? to sing this one song. I'm not kidding you. So there's this thing up on that. You told me to listen to the song and I listened to it. and I'm like, this is like heavy metal. Awesome stuff. But I didn't yeah. pick up on that. So it's, so there is like this, like, like cottage industry in anime called Ani song and Ani song, you know, means animation songs. And it's like basically saying like, you have to not only be able to like, uh, sing these like really like i'm gonna get them i'm gonna do but you gotta be able to hit like those yeah you gotta hit yeah. those kind of notes and so that all of a sudden there's several like famous um so there's there's all these famous guys that have done it like the guy who sang this, the theme song for one piece is in this group um it's called the jam project mm -hmm. and it consists of five famous annie song um artists Okay. And one of them is like, I got to say, he's like easily in his mid to late 50s. Like you mm -hmm. can see in the music video because he can like barely move. He's like, power, get the power. Like he's like, art. you can hear his arthritis as he's singing. Um, but like it's got Hironobu Kageyama, Masaki Endo, Hiroshi Kita. The best one's Hiroshi Kitadani. He's the one who, who sang um, the One Piece theme song, which you'll learn. Okay. Uh, there's actually a female singer in it, which you can't really tell because all the guys are like mm -hmm. singing over him. And they so all this sing is like the We Are the World. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Save for there's no there's no Stevie Wonder in the back going like one punch man <laughs> we are the future like none of that and so Gary yeah so the Jam Project is actually really funny and one thing that I want to do for you is I want to read to you the lyrics to the theme song because if you okay. weren't hyped before I want to know what your thoughts are of these lyrics come on uh, <laughs> so the beginning is uh, uh, kill shot I'm here for fun. Fate, fight fair, don't run. What's he saying? Frustration. No one can stop me now. <laughs> like, did that not make you feel hyped just by hearing those few lyrics, Garrett? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, and it's so much so that even better ones are, uh, <laughs> what's happening? Everything's numb. My enemies are gone. Justice enforced with no retort. It is the perfect combination of Japanese mm -hmm. kind of being quasi close to English. It makes me feel like, you know that bit with Family Guy where it was like the guys who have been living in the United States for so long but still are kind of off with it? Like I, want one and like... One half, you know, like, I want one and one half pints of beers. Yes, man. I really enjoy seeing all of the ladies. Like, it's that kind of thing. And I just yeah, yeah. Mwah, 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 love it. It's just delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, to me, that is so awesome. Yeah. It's not just so awesome. It's just like, I love that. This song, and then when you listen to it, it's just like, it, if, if like a song could have actual testicles, this song has it, right, Garrett? <laughs> if there's a reason for there to grow a scrotum and balls out but of a song. But it sounds like those testicles were then stepped on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like you'd be like, like, power, get the power. I want to be in here. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. That's, that's what we're dealing with with this song. I love it. And it got me hyped every time. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that was like a fun little thing that came with it. Did you, and I told you to listen to it. Did you have the same feeling that I did? Like, just felt 
hyped at, and ready to absolutely when they hit that first one punch you're yes. like yeah like let's, go, like let's do this <laughs> and the last note he hits is that yeah, like really that. it's like you know what's it called um ronnie james dio level just like yeah, yeah. Like the out, the outro, the outro to the episode didn't do anything for me. No, and yeah, that's what's crazy about it. You get this like huge hype, and then it's like you know, very soft and quiet. And then it's like well, that is back. that's what animes do, right? Yeah. Is like they generally have this big amp up song, and then it's this weird, awkward, tinkly on the xylophone type. I, outro. I'm so glad you noticed that. And it was one thing as a kid that like I really liked because. I don't know. For me, being a kid, I always had trouble sleeping, and I just love like they always had like these like lullabies at the end of the song, so I got always like actually like watch an anime and go to sleep because of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's good. It like gets my gets my yeah, blood but, pump, and then it puts me. It's like dealing with yeah, a cat. Yeah, but thank thank God there wasn't screaming because it would have flipped into the next episode <laughs> and would have like woken you right back. But, but, up. It's like you're still watching. I'm like yeah, yep, yeah, I swear I'm still watching. But it's like a cat. Like you know, they tell you with a cat you're supposed to play with them to like get really like. Yeah. Up and then like let them go to sleep and get a meal and then like play with them again like that's me that's what i was that's what anime did for me as a small child so. all right all right uh but yeah so i'm glad you got uh, you got the chance to listen to it um yeah. anime you know you're gonna hear more shonen songs going forward jam project is a really great story um but let's um let's talk more about when we now learn about the hero association we right. start to learn more about the overarching story it's less now what lather rinse repeat of you know, Saitama stumbles his way into these random stories. He mm-hmm. one punches the guy and then leaves. And then you learn his life is really kind of boring and weird. But um, first we learn of, uh, well, actually, what I before we do that, I want to talk about the bald guys that uh, didn't want to. Hammerhead and his crew. Hammerhead and his crew. Let's let's give them a very quick, quick look because. Okay. Because Hammerhead and his crew, their their logic was they did not want to work. They were they were hardcore socialists. <laughs> Not only were they like socialists, they were like, I I want to destroy a building based on the fact that I do, just don't want to work ever again. Like, right. they, <laughs> right. and they had these, uh, and they all bionic were, suits. They had these bionic suits, and they also all had bald heads. Mm-hmm. And so Saitama didn't get into this situation because he was called to it, or like he's a hero. Because once again, no one knows who he is still. But it's because all these guys have bald heads and it's kind of ruining the bald guy head's name. Right, right. The news was like, if you see a guy with a bald head, you should evacuate. And he's like, you stole my look. And he got like, he puts on his, like his pajama costume. He's like, ah, I'll get those MFers. Like that's what he was trying to say. And he goes out and he doesn't even get to fight them because then we meet um, Supersonic, you know, Super, what it was, no, Speed of Sound Sonic, Sonic. Which these names, the names of these superheroes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look, look in a, in a later names. episode. When oh my god! Speed of Sound Sonic comes back. Saitama oh can't remember his his name, and yeah. he's like, "What's your name, Chunkamunka?" <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a redundant name, a name that like says it for like, you know, Speedy Quick Man, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Even Gino says, "Why is your name so redundant?" Why is your name so redundant? And he's like, "He's like the best." superhero the best ninja there is and he lops off all the heads of all the guys save for hammerhead and he saitama beats up hammerhead as he runs away and like removes his suit but the best part is that this guy this supersonic guy wants to kill saitama he wants yeah. to assassinate him he's like i do everything perfect perfectly and he goes in and saitama non-phase just like just like murk, 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 gets but yeah. the way the battle wins is that the ninja accidentally like lands on Saitama's knuckle as he like tries to stop himself from punching. He doesn't want to kill the guy. And, and you see the perfect, you see the perfect form of the wiener go over his knuckle and go like, 
and the guy's just like, ah. it was like, you know, it doesn't go, it doesn't get above dick jokes as much, but it does a really right. good job. That was another moment that made me laugh. Right, it's like Tavo One Punch Man is like, oh, sorry, dude, I meant to hold back. I didn't mean to actually get you there. <laughs> and then he's like, and he's like crossing these legs, he's like, I'll get you next time. <laughs> <laughs> just it's like that humor it's like it's like fart boobs and butts ju- ju- you know jokes right. still get me at 35 and this show was able to achieve that right um so we get to the fear fi- once again well, so well now we'll go back to the hero association we learned mm-hmm. that the world decided that they needed to kind of make an association based no on- not just the world i don't know if you picked up on this yeah but there was a hint one billionaire in particular yes. started yes. it and the reason why this billionaire started it was because, and this is said so under its breath that it's only meant for half the audience to actually hear it. Mm-hmm. But this billionaire's child was saved by an unnamed man in a playground three years previous from yeah. a crab-like monster. Oh, I didn't pick up. So you tell me Butchin is the... Butchin is the billionaire's kid. You think so? Oh my God. No, I know. I mean, I know so. I mean, that's... He said that because, so basically this entire hero association is created because of Saitama. Gary, you know, you just blew my mind. I've, I've re- I'm caught up on the manga and I'm yeah. caught up on the anime and I didn't, I didn't see that. That's wild. Really? Yeah, I did not, I did not catch on that, man. That's great. I, yeah, that, that's in episode five or six. They say, oh yeah, like, uh, um, I can't remember who the billionaire's name is, but, but yeah. that's why. But yeah. we get to, um, so we, so we get to like an official, um, we get to an actual fully formed organization in which they're going to pay you based on how good you are mm-hmm. to be a superhero. And you're going to get little stints and like what's crazy that Saitama lives in like, because it's, it's really cheap because monsters are constantly destroying it. Like he right. lives in city Z. So like no one lives there save for him. And, well, um, and I didn't even realize that until they kept referring to it as like ghost city. And yeah. they sent two other, I'm jumping ahead. This doesn't ruin anything. But they right. sent two heroes to check out something going on in City Z. And all of a sudden, they're like, man, this is crap. I can't, no wonder no one lives here. And I'm like, wait a minute, that looks like Saitama's apartment. That's Saitama's apartment, yeah. He lives there. He lives there not because he's a hero that's like, wants to protect City Z. He's right. doing it because it's like the cheapest rent. And like, even though the power and the, and the, and the water hasn't been shut off. So he's good living there still. So, so three years ago, they, they started this uh, Heroes Association. And they're sort of like a ranking level, right? Yes. Um, yes. So there's like, there's like C, B, A, and for some reason, S is above A. Yeah, it's always, in any Japanese video game, know that S is above A. It's okay. like special and, class. And within that, so like, for example, A, I, I'm going to make up a number. I think there's like 40 A's. Yes. So there's 40 A-level heroes, and they're ranked 1 through 40, mm-hmm. and your power and prestige, which is based upon not just your victories, but possibly your popularity, is is within them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Bs, and then Cs, there's like thousands of Cs. Yes, and they're there's kind of so like... so many Cs that to, in, order, in order to remain a C, yeah. you actually have to keep, like, keep your cred Every week you have to fight it. crime. Every week you have to do like one thing that's heroic. Otherwise right. they kick you off the roll. And what's crazy is, is that Saitama ends up becoming a C. And not because he's not powerful, because he. They, this is what made me laugh was the the simulation where they had everybody do like a tester of how good their physical strength is. Of course, he did like the sidestep where he goes back and forth really fast. Mm-hmm. He does like the super punch, which is really funny. He like broke that machine. But my favorite part was the high jump. He oh jumps, no! 
He jumps so high, his head just goes into the roof, and he's just, like, dangling by his feet in the ceiling. Wait. They're just like, what do we do with that? Well, wait a minute. But at least that was a real thing. So imagine it's NFL draft day, yeah. right? And you've got mobility. You've got speed. Yeah. You've got strength with the weight. You've got high jump, which is a draft day. And then the final event was whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole, that's right. I forgot there was a whack-a-mole game. And he's like, he's like, and you see like the guy holding like the dead mole's head, like robotic mole's head. Like, he done murdered me. And the problem is, is that apparently there's an essay that like literally anybody can pass and Saitama barely passed it for some reason. And so yeah. now he's a C-level. So the guy who is easily the strongest character in the entire show yeah. is now has to start at the bottom. Like Drake says, Whereas, start from the bottom, now he's here. And Whereas Genos Got perfect who, 100. Right. And so he didn't really have an interest in joining the Hero Association, but he doesn't understand how strong... Saitama is. So and Saitama also, mind you, wants him away. He doesn't want Genos right. anywhere near him, so he's constantly giving him like trainer babble to make him like go away. He's like, right. maybe if you decide to go for the thing, he wants just wants him to leave him alone. <laughs> he's so, like, I just totally made that up. But Saitama says, if you hey, if you go do this hero thing with me, uh, you can be my disciple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but a little bit of backstory, and let's not get into it too much because it doesn't seem like. It's yeah. important to the first six episodes so much. But um, Genos, the cyborg, immediately gets S-class. Like, it, he leapfrogs yeah. everyone. And we find out that the people who run the association have a little more interest in him than your, your average hero. Probably right. because he is a cyborg or probably in 20 episodes or 40 episodes we'll find out some grand backstory. Right. But at right. the moment, we just know that there's extra interest in him. Right. And so, and then of course you go through the rookie crushing phase where they just like try to be on seas and this guy like comes in and he's like, whoa, 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 like thinking he's like a, a snake, snake karate master. Yeah, he yes. His, his, his name is actually a snake bite snack. Yes, yeah, snake bite snack. So here's another portion of a show that I think is gonna be really important, Garrett. I'm gonna list you some of the sillier names that come out of this show. Okay. That, and that is actually on ranker.com for funniest one punch names the number one is there's a character named double hole <laughs> uh he has in that he uses his superpowered nostrils uh there is a character <laughs> named Horsebone, which you heard about and he's literally like a dude in a suit with like a horse head and he covers one of the, the towns uh then there's a character uh named uh chain and toad and he's a karate guy with a gi and he's got like a kusagari which is like a chain sickle yeah. but his head is like a frog so he's chain and toad uh there's a character uh you meet early on called sweet mask whose name's a my mask but that means sweet yeah. mask uh there is uh armored chief clerk so he's basically like a secretary like businessman but he happens to wear like an iron man suit of armor but his top part is, is a he, he whips his swing line stapler around yeah and, <laughs> and like there and also like you get you meet like tank top tiger and he has like part of a whole tank top crew which all has tank top names to them and there's like a power associated with the tank top uh or how three- about how about um was it spring mustachio yeah there's spring mustachio next to golden ball which by the way is a is a testicle joke because um, his name's Akintama, and Kintama means golden balls, but actually it's what dudes call their testicles. 
Uh, like those are my keen Thomas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, you should expect the show is going to have some really stupid names. The mm-hmm. characters are going to be really stupid, especially the C-class characters. There's also yep. one named Moomin Rider who's like, not really a superhero, he's just like a dude on a bike. And yep. he's just like, yeah, I got this. I'm going to get this kid's balloon. He'll do like the most pedestrian crimes, but he like works so hard at it. Yep. Like stuff like that that really endears me to this show. Um, so this is the next question I have for you, Garrett. Okay. Is this show more of an action show that's got comedy elements to it or is it a comedy show that's got action elements to it? Comedy show that has action elements. You would think so. Yes, because, because I, I, is, I think that... The like, would you say movie, this is more close... So I'll give you a, a, a two shows that you've had some sort of re- relationship to. Okay. Is it closer to One Piece or is it closer to Haven't You Heard of Sakamoto? That's a tough one, I know, right? I don't think those are on opposite ends of the spectrum necessarily, but I'll say Sakamoto because it is... There's action, mm, there's action, but, oh, this is tough, this is tough. Right, because one is like a comedy, one is considered unilaterally a comedy, like. Which is Sakamoto. Which is Sakamoto. The other one is considered an action show, but it does have a little comedy elements, but it's mainly an action show, and that would be One Piece, even though it's got some. All right, I, this is tough. Yeah. I think the spirit of the show is closer to Sakamoto, but I think the character, like, the lead character in One Piece is Monkey D. Luffy. Yeah, and sort of his obliviousness and his like mm-hmm. being nonplussed and his—that's more in the spirit of Saitama. That's really really hard. But I mm-hmm. think at at its heart, like you you actually don't watch it for the shonen buildups because while right. they exist, the payoff isn't there because he ends right. it with one punch. Right. Right. The, the the what the I'm, I'm glad you pick it up on that because like the idea of a shonen jump is kind of an underdog story where the hero is kind of punching up walls consistently. Yeah. Although this could be a great gif for someone as I as I as I fist upwards into the air, but is but that was symbolically someone going up up the proverbial metaphorical ceilings, right? Yeah. And 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 it it gets a really bad power creep. In fact, most people complain about Bleach, One Piece, and, and Naruto because of the idea that these guys get too big and then the story gets too big and unwieldy. Like the story doesn't catch up to mm-hmm. what the needs of the show are. This yep. show already cuts that out of the equation because Saitama is always going to be good. He's always yep. going to be OP. He's always going to be a character. So you're right. It does cut away some of that, that shonen element that most people get dislike about it. Like, and it doesn't make it overstates welcome. Right. So I kind of, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on the idea that it's like more of a comedy with action elements to it. But I will say on a counterpoint to it is that, the way they draw and put attention to the action pieces mm-hmm. is something to behold. If you were to actually look at it, and I'll show you after we're done here, because and for those out there, I'll show you like what in manga and anime of set piece of One Piece looks like. I mean, One Punch Man, Jesus. One Punch Man looks like the level of detail they put into these action scenes m- makes you think that like that's what they, they consider more important. Right. But at the same time, it's... Well, it, what but, it I also, but I also... I... But... I also think that the joke only works because they're dedicated to the action. Right, right. Because right. he's not trying to be funny. Right. He's right. accidentally funny. Yeah. Sakamoto is like, he knows what he's doing. Right, right, right. Okay. But this guy is just oblivious and he's mm. just a hero trying to have fun, man. Right. And I, I think I, for me, it's it's tough to get my hands around it because... As I said in the beginning, the thesis of this show is that 
it does it subverts things so well that it but it also makes a really good version of it so mm -hmm. eventually what you're going to look forward to and this is what i'll ask you as like a follow-up to this show would be is that it does also have really good like inspiring like action moments where people like so, you know beat the elements or beat the odds and you get those real like yeah heck yeah moments that you would get out of a one piece but it but saitama is the thread that just undoes it all right mm -hmm. like it'll be like guy fighting this big monster and he's just trying so hard and people can be inspired by him and then all of a sudden saitama comes and he's like and the whole thing's over right it's like but, but then you probably belly laugh i i so belly laugh every time so i mean uh, I just think for me, it's really cool that that you don't get too much into that that idea that it becomes unwatchable at that. So I'll, I'll give you that. I think you're right. It does. It's in the service of comedy. It's in the service of telling a good story less than about the action. So right. Um. So now we're going to get to the part of the show where I'm going to ask you, what are some things you're looking forward to now? Because it seems like you want to watch it still. Yeah. So the first question is, you, you said early in the beginning, like you, you want to keep watching. So yeah. I won't ask you that question, but what are some things you want to find out about the show? What are some mysteries and some things you want to unlock about the show? Uh, so I mentioned forward? kind of earlier with, uh, with Genos, I want to, I want to find out his backstory. Right. Um, right now through the first six episodes, Saitama is very one dimensional mm -hmm. and that's fine. And it's probably going to be fine for about a dozen episodes. Yeah. But at some point I'm going to be interested in if there's any evolution or if not an evolution, an effort to keep him fresh. In our last episode, we talked about um, relying on crutches. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, with Detective Conan, case closed. Mm -hmm. And we talked yeah. about how for 20 seasons, it's kind of been the same thing. Now, people love the formula. Why change the formula? Right, right, but right. I'm going to look for some sort of evolution because an OP can get boring mm -hmm. because, I, I mean, unless... If you're a kid, an OP doesn't get boring, right? When right. we were kids, we liked Ultimate Warrior and we liked Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know we're like, we, we wanted that, now, that like, three-second, like, yeah. come, you want him to, like, run full speed with the tassels on his arms, shake yep. the ropes, yep. you know, gorilla press yep. the guy, and then, like, yep. pound his chest and leave. That's what ten, we were Ten expecting. years ago, people wanted that from John Cena. Of course, right. these were all wrestling differences, but also, it's one of the... There's an argument to be made that when you're younger, you like Superman, mm -hmm. and when you get older, you like Batman. Because, I agree with that. Yeah. Because Batman has more flaws, particularly mm -hmm. if you follow like the later illustrations like the Dark, uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, but yeah. just even, he's human, right? Sure. Whereas Superman, they literally had to create a single material that is his nemesis, mm -hmm. right? So uh, I, I want to see if Saitama can evolve at all. Um, other so do you mind if I scratch I, on that a little bit? Because yeah. I feel like for me, what I've noticed with OP characters and some anime for those out there who like the idea of OP characters, like uh, like when we talk about Kakegurui with the OP character, but there's also shows like Helsing, even Manjitante Nogami Nuro is con considered an OP character. There's two ways that they try to get around the OP character. The first is to make the stakes around them get too much. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to beat them, but you're going to beat their circumstance, right? Like mm -hmm. you're going to make like their world go go up you're going to make who they are as a person go away you're not going to beat them physically you're going to beat the circumstances around them to make the world worse for them now that they can keep living in it then the second thing you can do what one piece does really want i'm hoping that you get to watch this more is they add more characters and saitama becomes less of an importance and right. 
And well, what's great about yes, but what's great about that, that is oh sorry, you finish your point. Go ahead. No, you start to see that in episode six when uh, they send Golden Ball and Mister Mustachio. You start to see that with this hero association, you can just keep throwing characters at it that mm-hmm. are disposable, which you know allows them to keep it fresh. Right. And there's threads that you can pull in each one, right? Like they all have their like little quirks. It's kind of like a sports anime and that like they're all like one dimensional versions like Mustachio Man's like a little dandy and like Golden Ball is like the tough guy with that stuff. Right. Or you get a My Mat, Sweet Mask who's like the, the idol. You want to you can pull on those threads and you can really go in any direction with them. Well, and honestly, I haven't watched it and I don't know, but if you think about just making people sort of his uh, so for example, uh, that snake bite snack right is yeah. his uh introductory professor in the heroes association right so you could probably rattle off like four episodes where the focus is just the relationship between him and this guy who can't believe this moron saitama is yeah. as great as he is so like you said you can pull in all the different strings and you can really stretch it out really really can and i think what's crazy um about this show is yes they, they introduce more characters but the thread by which you want like what you're looking for it's not like Saitama wants to be the pirate king Saitama mm-hmm. wants to be the Hokage the best ninja he doesn't have like this grand goal what we hope for him is that he gets recognized because he always finds himself in situations where he's the most powerful character that no one knows about right. and I think that's a really cool thread to pull so I, I'm looking forward to you vicariously through you as you explore those, those new, that, that kind of thread. So what are some other mysteries that you hope to get out of this show now that we know that you want to keep watching it? Um, I'm not really sure. I, I am. So again, that, uh, the speed of sound Sonic, uh, <laughs> has already been in two episodes. Right. So, and both times got beaten down either by the testicles or, or the other time. He just got straight up smacked down. He just smacks him out of the sky into the ground. <laughs> So I'm really eager to see how many times he comes back into the picture right. to to try and be a, a bee in Saitama's bonnet. Right. Um, was there anything that I should look forward to? That's one of the things that I should look What you should look forward to is that there's never going to be a villain for, for Saitama, but there's always oh. going to be because he's, they're going to get one punched. They're just going to get one punched. And um, what I think one of what you look forward to is the artwork because I think mm-hmm. – now that you've seen like the, the quirky comedy stuff that they put a lot in the beginning, as they get more to the battle phase of this show, you're, I want you to really just like admire how detailed these shows, these yeah. things are. And I'll show you like some, some art pieces. They're insane. The second thing is, is um, I want you to appreciate how, like how many different like quirks and, and combinations of people get shown in the thing. Like there's a horse head guy. There's a guy who turned into a crab. There's a guy who turned into a car. There's a woman who, uh, you know, is a mosquito. Like I want you to just like, well, like fall into the ridiculousness the, of it all. <laughs> the, one ba- the one bad guy that had like, she, she was like this uh, blanked out, character where you could yeah. just see your teeth and her eyes yeah. and she had this medusa head of seaweed of seaweed and, yeah and when he comes across her in the street and she has just annihilated two other heroes <laughs> yeah and he looks at her and he's like oh man i forgot to get like seaweed broth at the store and he <laughs> destroys her and he just boils her 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 hair <laughs> to, to make broth and then i love it because he's like hey uh where'd you get that kombu it looks really fresh he's like no blues like it's like a very like nah, 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 i got nah, it really nah. cheap i got yeah. it really cheap yeah i got it free oh you stinker nah, 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 nah. it's like that that's <laughs> you know what you know what it kind of reminds me of it kind of reminds me of like kung fu hustle 
Like mm -hmm. it is no problems going into slapstick. It has no problem yeah. going into the easy joke, but it's got heart in the process of it. So I, I really love that, that portion of it. So, um, the artist big thing, the ridiculousness of it, like lean into it. Just know that like you're jumping into something. I don't, I want the benefit of the doubt to be just like gone. Like I want you to just like suspend disbelief for this show and you'll be happier for it. The, the third thing is that like, I don't want you to turn off the fan service. You're, you, you see a little bit of it. Like, I, I don't know if that like, cause I know we also have a tester to see if your wife likes it, but like mosquito girl, for example, like she clearly had. Oh, that was so mild. Whatever. Right. Right. But I don't want you to be, you know, and then when she got like, she sucked butt, she was like, Aah. like she was like moaning and orgasming. But like, that's, that's not going to be a central tenet of the show. Hon honestly, uh, maybe because you <laughs> put so much other crap. Created a fan me, right? callous on you. I was oh, it's, it doesn't even register on the, the, the Richter scale. That's why I know? start you, I start you at moaning snake girls and boob fishing just to have you provide like, 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 you know, guitar players need a callus. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. developing for you, Gary. I'm developing. So, a, yeah, so I, I have the callus on your fingers. Callus. Yeah, <laughs> so you can play those really hard chords, and then like, yeah. so then when fan service flies by your face, you won't even notice. So that's the third thing is just like I want you to love the fan service of it. Um, you know, I want you to see this way that it subverts the genres. I think that's what always impressed me was the way it subverts different things. Like it always jokes. It probably makes fun. It, of it it plays in all of them, but dedicates itself to none of them. Right, and, exactly. and that's a dangerous line to walk because it could be like a big giant mess. But I can tell you through six episodes, they're off to a pretty great start for an entertaining show. And it's really funny. So yeah. Um, Garrett, we're going to be leaning right now into what we always do, which is our Weeb and Noob score. Okay. Uh, our Weeb and Noob score is generally, for those who are hearing it for the first time, I'm going to repeat it ad nauseum, but basically the Weeb and Noob score does not signify whether it's good or not. Like, I think we've all defined that this show is good and you should probably watch mm -hmm. it, but the score kind of defines priority with how you should watch this, whether you're a new or, or, an, or, or an avid fan of the of me anime, mm -hmm. where would you put it in terms of you know, how important it is to watch. A high score of, say, a 10 is you have to watch it now. It mm -hmm. is the catcher in the rye of anime, and you should go get it right now and watch it. A lower score doesn't mean that it's bad. It just says that, like, it's either really hard to watch or really mm -hmm. confusing. It, the, it, I don't get it. Like, that kind of stuff is really interesting. So that's what we're going to go to is our Weebus Noob score. But before that, Garrett, barriers to entry. Like, I always ask you, was there barriers to entry to the show? Was it, like, an easy smooth nope. drink? So no. you felt like you could easily pick anybody. Could pick. Yeah. If if any random fan came up, they could. It watch was it. a it was a, a mint julep uh, <laughs> across my palate on a hot southern Atlanta evening. It was uh, it was terrific. Oh, it was such a good show. So for me, I'm going to give this my weave score of nine point zero. Now you're probably wondering why I don't give this a higher score, considering I'm praising it so much, but. As you and I have said, we, we, it has to be a lot to, to give it perfection. Um, and I feel like shows that we have given 9.5s to have even more depth and do something new. This is mm -hmm. new, but it's also still kind of plays on the strings of old stuff. But that's yeah. just to say, easy watch. Watch mm -hmm. it now. It's on, when I told Garrett, like, you know, Garrett, watch this on any streaming. It's so, like, well-known now that you can watch it on Netflix and on Hulu or on Crunchyroll. Or you can watch it. It's, like, all over the place now because of how ubiquitously famous it got in, the, in the, like, the past five, six years. So all this to say is if you like shonen, if you like action, if you like the idea of the subversive, like, kind of ironic comedy that, 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 that comes with, you know, millennial and Zoomer you know humor you're gonna love this show it's amazing mm -hmm. so garrett what would you give it for its noob score 
Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. I give it a nine. It was an absolute delight. It was funny. It was filled with action. It kept it interesting. I think it would be a terrific, both terrific and terrible, a terrific initial show for someone who wasn't familiar with anime because it hits on so many funny points, but also there's action. But it might also be terrible because it would set them up for something that there's not a lot of. No, it's 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 a very unique property to be quite right so uh, in that way it would be bad because someone would watch it and they'd be like well what else is like this and you'd be like funny you ask absolutely nothing (laughs) and and so so that would be difficult but in terms of like watching it i mean dude it's like candy like just throw it down pop another m&m in your mouth and and keep going it was it was it was it was funny it was beautifully drawn but it, it it took itself seriously enough to know that it needed to sample from all of these, but also pay homage to all of the genres that it was pulling from. Mm -hmm. So yeah, nine right there with you. And if you don't believe Garrett, you can believe uh, there's this really good video online of Bill Burr, who is a comedian who's famous for making fun of Philadelphia for for like 12 minutes in Philadelphia. And he's a famous comedian guy from Boston. He's a really famous comedian. And like, I've never heard someone who's never seen anime before speak of so effusively about in praise for a specific anime as Billboard did about. He, he has a bit on one on uh, one on his on One Punch Man. He goes, "I don't know what this thing is. I watched it. It's amazing. It's like this guy, this and he's got that like kind of Boston accent. He's like this freaking guy. He he's just really good at, at you know, and he just punches the guys all out. And I just don't know. Like he's really he like effusively praises this. So like." Yeah. Knowing that someone even more newbie than you are, yeah, loves this show. I like. I think that just and you know, up. like if you anyone out there who knows who Bill Burr is, he, you would absolutely make the assumption that he would make fun of anime Any, watchers and anything. He, he his his bit is that he's a is he's a mean guy. He's a curmudgeon. He's a curmudgeon, mean guy comedian, and that's his that's his shtick. So, yep. um, but but like. But I think it's definitely worth it, and one that I think everybody should give it a shot to, and it's very accessible. So. Knowing that we've successfully gotten Garen to another good uh, title, I always, ever, and for always will want to hear your thoughts. Was One Punch Man one that, that shockingly was uh, exceeded your expectations, or was it something that you thought was just your average generic action show? Did it fulfill all your whimsies of, of, of meeting comedy, meets action, meets all these things? Did it give you a guffaw like it gave me and Garrett? Or did it, was it something that really didn't tickle your fancy? Please let us know in the comments below because we really want to continue the conversation. Ultimately, as I said for Garrett, we as much as you want. We want to expand your library and the different things that you watch, but this one, not too hard to find. So uh, you can always make sure you check us out on Twitter as well as um, anchor.fm. But before we leave, Garrett, uh, do you have any final thoughts you would love to give before we close out? I do. Listeners, we've been doing it wrong for centuries. Forget Jack LaLanne. Forget Arnold Schwarzenegger. Tomorrow, I want you to all do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and run 10 kilometers, and you too will be Saitama One Punch. <laughs> Make sure you eat your banana, and even though, and to get lots of sleep, and I agree with you guys on that, uh, Garrett. So as we go to our next uh, exercise regimen, we're going to tell you all to have a fantastic weekend. Take care, everybody. Take care, guys. Good pod.